If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Fish on the Heater. And I'm DeFi 250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that gets to 499 CP at level 49. DeFi, what's going on in PvP? Well, we just wrapped up another week of the Go Battle League. This time it was Open Great League and Master League Premier. I had a really good time running a team that I actually chatted about starting in the BTW server from a trainer named Vince. It was a team of all purple Pokemon, which is why I liked it. It wasn't even just because it was anti-meta or anything. Let let me me guess. Um, So purple Pokemon in Great League? Yeah. Here we go. Um... We've got the the first Pokemon I'm thinking of is Cloister, but the, like no, I, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, no way. Um, and Nido Queen's blue. Um, we've got what? What are the other meta Pokemon we've got? Actually, you know what? This is going to take a really long time for me to think mm-hmm. of anything. So I'll just hand that one back to you. All right, it'll be Tapu Fini in the lead, of course, and then Gliscor and Sableye. I would never have guessed Glasgow. Yeah. So it was really fun. I like that the whole team has play against both Metacham and Galarian Stunfisk. Mm-hmm. I really, really like that about it. Re- Lantern is kind of tough, and Obama Snow is kind of tough for the team. But I saw a lot of Metacham, and it was cool that all three of my Pokemon had no issue with Metacham in particular. So. I really liked that. Uh, I had some really good climbing days. I had some not so great days. But overall, it was just fun. I liked that it wasn't, you know, Bastiodon, Shadow Victory Bell, and Metacham. Mm-hmm. It was actually, like, some interesting matchups. Like, the Noctowl Tapufini matchup I thought was interesting. Yeah, I just, I really liked it. So, shout out to the BTW <laughs> Discord server. Shout out to Vince. Thank you yeah. for posting your team so I could learn it and have a little bit of fun in the Open Great League. How did you do this week? Um, well, I was running Glasgow as well. Um, the only reason I wouldn't have thought of it is because that, that thing is great, man. (laughs) That is not a purple Pokemon. I actually did look it up and like officially it is, it does count as purple, but it also like, I was going to say, you want to bet? Yeah, no, no. (laughs) They also say Charizard is red. That's true. That's not red. Yeah. Like they, I don't know what they think colors are. (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, I'm running Glass, uh, Shadow Glasscore myself. Um, I, again, a BTW member. It was uh, Wildcat Dad um, turned up in one of my streams and suggested the Great League team of Shadow Glasscore, Watergun Lantern, and Bastidon. And I used that for a while, and I didn't mind it, but I ended up swapping the Bastidon to Galarian Stunfisk because just it, a little more flexibility, like... Um, Bastiodon gets some wins that G-Fisk has a harder time with, such as, you know, uh, a Sableye. Like, a, a lot of those more neutral Pokemon, Bastiodon, c- 
can win. Uh, Umbreon as well, I think, is a, another one. But I preferred um, Gfisk's ability to play back at some of the things that it struggles with. Like, if you get up enough energy against, like, a Trevenant, then you can overcome it with, you know, rock slides, that kind of thing. Um, so, and like a, a counter user as well. Like if you get it locked in against a Metacham, you can take out a Metacham in two earthquakes. So like if, if they take too long swapping their Metacham in, then you can force a shield out of them. So that's why I made that change. And I've, I've been climbing again, finally, finally climbing again, back up into the 2700s. Nice. I'm still right around 2,500, uh, 2,600 about is the highest I got. Yep. So We'll see. We'll see how it goes in this upcoming week, which is May 3rd to May 10th, which is Open Ultra League and the Little Cup. For the Little Cup, Pokemon must be at or below 500 CP to enter, and it's only Pokemon that are able to evolve and have not even evolved once that are eligible. We just had Little Cup not too long ago. It's a Bronzor meta. Your top 10 are is Bronzor, and that's really all that matters. But again, for the sake of you know being thorough... Completion. So it's an XL Bronzor that you're going to use. XL Wynut, both Shadow and Regular Ducklet, Shelmet, Shadow and Regular Wooper, Dino, Alolan Vulpix, XL Galarian Zigzagoon, a female Shadow Nidoran, and Jangmoo are some of your other options for the Little Cup. And again, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to shoot for that open Ultra League instead. And I'm going to take just a quick peek at PB Poke. So in the Open Ultra League, your top Pokemon is that XL Reggie Steel, uh, being kind of king of the meta. Then following that up, we have Cresselia, XL Pidgeot. Uh, Registeel can be both regular and shadow, by the way. Then Reggie Rock, Cabalion, XL Steelix, uh, which can be shadow as well. Giratina Altered, which is the one with the legs. XL Trevenant, uh, shadow and regular Swampert and Verizian as well. So those are some of your options in the Open Ultra League. Charizard, of course, is a popular pick as well. Um, it's down there a little bit in the rankings. I've been seeing a lot of Gliscor, both the Shadow and the Regular, as well as Tapu Fini. Uh, of course, you can always run your Hundo, Galarian, Stunfisk as well. Uh, do you have any teams in mind that you plan to use? Absolutely not. <laughs> so I need to be doing my research because I want to play. We were talking before stream. I want to mm. stream some GBL, mm. but I'm not. Do, I'm not. Do, I refuse. I refuse to build an XL Bronzor. I'm not going to do it. If if it weren't X, if it didn't have to be XL and I could use my regular Bronzor, fine. But I'm not building another little cut Bronzor. <laughs> not going to happen. So. I, I want to try to find something. I have a Cresselia for Ultra League. I have the Pidgeot. I have a Swampert. Yep. I don't have a lot of other things built, but I'm sure I can make something work using some of those um, some of those picks. Yeah, I have a a weird problem where like I might find a team in a certain meta that does well, and then by the time it comes around again, I have no recollection whatsoever of what that team was. So it's like I have to rediscover the meta every time. 
So I will be I will be doing some research. I will be doing some asking around. And I want to just try to find a team that's fun. Try to find a team that I find enjoyable. I like debuffing my opponents, so perhaps that Pidgeot is the Pokemon for me. Because Feather Dance mm-hmm. is great. It's fun, isn't it? Yes. It's great. <laughs> um, I'm, it's, I'm a big fan. Again, though, trade-offs. So, like, yeah... Pidgeot does so so well with that Feather Dance debuff. It's just uh, it doesn't have any tools against opposing Steel type Pokemon like a Noctowl would. True, it's all uh, it's all Flying type moves all the time. <laughs> so after the Ultra League and Little Cup meta, we have from May ten to May seventeen Open Ultra League and the Great League Sunshine Cup. This is where only normal fire, grass, and ground type Pokemon are eligible with Charizard banned. The top 10 is Normal City, DeFi. It is. I was like, Golden, it's Goldenrod City. That's the normal type gym. Yes. It, yeah. Um, yeah uh, <laughs> your, your first opponent will be Whitney. Yes. And she'll be using a mill tank with like the, the actual rollout that gets uh, more and more powerful every time. Fun fact, um, I discovered at one point that like my way of getting past uh, Miltank's Whitney was if you head further north, before taking on the gym, you head further north into the National Park and find the TM for Dig uh, and teach that to one of your Pokemon. Um, Dig, of course, causes you know one of her rollouts to miss, and when she misses, the power resets. So she could never actually get up a get up momentum because i just kept digging and uh, that's a good avoiding, strategy yeah yeah um it was the only way i could beat her <laughs> unless i like powered up my pokemon to like ridiculous levels anyway so the normal type pokemon that you'll find at the top of the pv poke rankings are pidgeot noctowl double vigoroth and diggersby and then there are some lesser non-normal pokemon they are victini Galarian Stunfisk, Glyscore, Miltank, and Gligar. I'm really interested in to see how this meta turns out. Uh, I would love Fish to have a double. That would be amazing. Mm. But I have not seen a, nary a Wulu. Nary one. <laughs> since its yeah. debut. So... I'm I'm a little little out of luck there. Hopefully, I was hoping there like during like the springtime event that we got it would be back. Like I think of cute sheep in the spring, like that seemed thematic. Yeah. But I was I was severely disappointed. And it makes sense. Like um, it's the perfect time. Surely, here is Niantic. <laughs> we need Wulu. I do have a double built for Great League, and it's ranked three hundred and forty nine, which I'm pretty happy with. I do also have a Wulu that is 14-15-15 that could be built for Ultra League, but I have a grand total of 15 XLs for it. So I am also hoping that Wulu comes back. Yes. Fantastic say swap. Uh, It seems so good with so many normal types in the Mm. meta having that access to that double kick. Oh, it just feels like the right decision. It feels good. Yeah. But Vigoroth still is fantastic. Uh, Vigoroth also makes a fantastic safe swap in a lot of metas. 
yeah. especially restricted ones, it does really, really well. There's not a ton, it looks like, to hard counter a Vigoroth. So, because even like the Pidgeot and the Noctowl have, you know, that part normal type. Yeah. So they're taking neutral from counters. So, I don't know, Vigoroth, definitely a Vigoroth meta. Yeah, looking like it. Um, looking down the list, we've got actually, uh, I don't need to look down the list. I can just click on Vigoroth and it'll tell me it scatters. That's the magic of PV Poke. Um, Glyscor resisting the uh, counter damage. Pidgeot, it says, is a uh, pretty decent counter. Talonflame, uh, Ninetales beats Vigoroth in the straight one shields. And then there is Double as well. So it's um, Double is getting to body slams one turn quicker than what Vigoroth is, but Vigoroth is doing more damage with its counters than what the double kick would. So that one would be a really interesting matchup, I think. Like any sort of energy lead one way or the other or shield advantage could probably, you know, wildly affect that that matchup. So that is the Great League Sunshine Cup. We'll definitely talk more about it next week uh, when the time comes. Taking one more week into the future, we have the Open Master League and Little Element Cup. So that is only fire, grass, and water type Pokemon eligible and only Pokemon that are able to evolve and have not evolved even once are eligible. So I'm thinking Ducklet and Cottony. Yeah, yeah. I think, if I remember rightly, this was the last meta I hit Legend in, and I did it running a double Razor Leaf strategy. That that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a choice, Fish. That's a choice, that's a choice, that, choice I made. that you yeah. made. No regrets. Uh, it's it's insane. Like it, like in certain situations, you could beat like quick attack Volpixes <laughs> with a Shadow Oddish, <laughs> like. It's so bad. <laughs> you can't see the face I'm making, but it's disgusted. <laughs> I'm making a face that is just pure disgust. Moving right along, <laughs> we can talk about Arcana just really briefly. Again, it is the new individual Sylph meta, but not very new. It's going to be very familiar to people who are in Factions that has been one of the field metas in the factions format uh, in Sylph. I have not played Arcana, so it's new to me. I've been doing Catacomb this month. But just again, shouting out to our PV Poke Top 10 Pelipper, Regular and Shadow Shift Tree, Gengar, Mew, Shadow Honchcrow, Tyrant, Runarigus, Kofagrigus, Shadow Alolan Marowak, and Haunter. I'm loving this love for ghost types. Also, Pelipper is fantastic. I love it as a Pokemon. So interested to see, going to be trying to build a team up for that pretty soon. I haven't been doing really any practice tournaments, but I'm sure some have completed. So if I head on over to sylph.gg and I look at Arcana Cup resources, the cup stats have populated. And some Pokemon that aren't necessarily high in PV poke that I didn't mention, but are in, in here, Jumpluff is popular at 23%, uh, Malamar at 15%, Crustle on 15% of teams, Defense Deoxys on 14% of teams, also Ferrothorn on 10% of teams. I see an Agron and I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that that's more popular than Alolan Marowak. I don't like it. I don't approve. I don't respect it. 
Agron. Uh, again, Agron's a choice. It's a choice that you can make. Yeah, and I I respect you. You can run Agron, and uh, you'll get my approval. I don't know about mine. Mine's still... <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Don't let Deepai scare you off. Okay. Don't, don't let that mean lady scare you. <laughs> get knocked out by, like, one Pelipper weather ball. Like, oh, it could survive one, I, I guess. And then it's double resisting the wing attack, so you can't really... They can't yeah. farm you down. <laughs> um, uh, I did say that I was going to put more prep in this time, and my intentions were good. I did start, you know, looking at teams a lot earlier this month than I have the last couple of months. Uh, but then all the teams I kind of put together, I was like, I absolutely need Tyrant in my team. Like, I, it's just making everything look so much better. And right now, I don't have really enough candy to build a Tyrant. So I can't enter any practice tournaments until I have walked that thing enough to or accrued enough rare candy to be able to build it i am only i think 30 odd candy away but it's a five kilometer walker so it's taken a while to get that that uh regular tyrant candy and i'm i'm hoping to get as much of that because i'm pretty low on rare candy stocks as well so you were talking and i was confused i'm like isn't it just isn't it just regular candy? It's not an XL. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't have enough like reg- actual candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think. You oh get, no, I think some. I think it's like one of those ones that gets to level forty ish. So like some tyrant you can use XLs for. I might be thinking of something else. Yeah, it gets. It's right around level forty. Yeah, yeah. Depending so, on your tyrant. Um, I need three hundred and thirty-five candy to build it to great league level and double move it i currently have 194 and how much rare candy i've got 121 rare candy i have a tyrant that's rank 1525 let's Um, go and it would go to 41.5 okay sure get that attack way to tyrant think of those dragon tail breakpoints I have a hundo. Oh. <laughs> that I got from a trade. Master League Tyrantrum. I guess. That one only needs to get to 34, level 34. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, so are you looking to use Tyrant this month? I like the idea because it's ador- It's an adorable little dragon. It's, it's adorable little cute. lizard. It's a great... It's probably arguably one of the best fossil pokemon it's fantastic whoa you leave shadow omastar out of this <laughs> Sithulu, okay um <laughs> but yeah i i'm interested but uh, like you i your yours is because you don't have the candy i don't know if i have the one i want to build yeah yeah so if you and i joined forces yeah, because I have plenty of rare candy. Like I could build it right now if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm actually playing through Pokemon X right now, and I just got to the point where I had to pick the fossil Pokemon, and uh, it was a tough choice between Tyrant and Amora. 
They're both so good. It's the I, honestly, it's the best. Yeah, it's the it's best so generation good. for fossils. Um, I mean, I'll, Gen I'll Eight made me laugh. Gen Eight made me laugh. Oh, really? The fossils, the ones where they're put together wrong. I I don't know anything about it. I haven't played Gen Eight. Oh my goodness! Like, do you, can I talk about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go I for find it. them to be hilarious. All right, so there's four Pokemon that you reanimate in Pokemon Sword and Shield: Drakazolt, yep. Arctazolt, Dracovish, and Arctavish, and. They're kind of hilarious because you can tell that someone put two fossils together and they're wrong. <laughs> like they're not put together correctly. Yeah. And that's kind of a shout out to the like the British museums messing up these fossils. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what a reference. Yes. So it's it's pretty great. Mm. Um I'm trying to remember the person's name. Careless. Careless. <laughs> Careless. Careless. Yeah. Yep. Careless. Yeah. I, I I get it. <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah, uh, well, I'm only two generations away in my very very slow playthrough. You'll enjoy them. You can just tell like they're backwards and upside yeah. down <laughs> and there's a head Dracovish is a head attached to like the bottom of a tail. It's yeah. it's all very strange. <laughs> um and like that that's the actual design of the Pokémon, right? It's not like they they bring it to life and they're like, "Hey, what's we've done this wrong." No. No, it's that's the, the Pokémon. Yeah. I want to be able to put them back together, right? But I can't. <laughs> I want to be like I want to take Arctivish's head and put it on Arctazolt's body and I can't and <laughs> it bothers me. So, uh Tyrant's good for yeah, So Tyrant's good. <laughs> I kind of cup. And yeah, uh, trying to put uh trying to put one together. We would both like one, but we both have restrictions both have uh difficulties to overcome so that's still for this week we are now going to move on to our play pokemon section and this weekend we have portland oregon in the usa 47 registered for that to be honest i thought it would be more by now because looking at some of these others we've got sao paulo brazil is happening on May 6th to 7th, and that's got 157 registered. We've got Hartford in Connecticut happening May 19th to 21, and that's 164. We have Malamo, Sweden, May 20 to 21, 76 registered for that. Then we have the Mega Weekend on June 2nd to 4th, Milwaukee, Torino, and Santiago. Um, Milwaukee has recently opened its registration Torino, we don't have the um registration details for yet but we might ask around see if we can find something next week and santiago chile that's that's sold out that's already like it was it was opened and then it was closed yep and again all of these numbers are not available to the public so we get these by kind of asking around and looking on social media so and again i just checked another social media account uh, Portland's a little closer to 61 registered. So still oh, like not not your Hartford numbers, but a little bit more than 47. But I think it's still going to be a slightly smaller tournament. That is okay. We've got some big ones coming up. Um, uh, 61 still seems big 
to me. Um, for some reason, in my mind, there seems to be a pretty big difference between 61 and 47. Well, I mean, it's like a third bigger <laughs> than what it was. But um, uh, I, I'm always reminded that like OCIC had 75 people, 75 or 70, just 70 people. So like just regular regionals in the USA are competing with the internationals in Oceania. We got a lot of battlers here. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and it. I think uh, it shows more that APAC is just so small, uh, as opposed to like North America, Latin America, and EU always just absolutely blow my mind with the numbers. I think it's also because um, like to be fair, it's not that uh, Asia Pacific doesn't have the number of battlers that the other regions do. It's that they tend to all have their own little systems. Like I know the um, there was a, a huge qualifier in India uh, recently where all the the Indian battlers were playing. Like why would the Indian battlers fly all the way to Melbourne when they've got their own, like I think it was done remotely, like a remote Indian qualifier. And then there was like uh, another Asian one that I, uh, a friend of a friend of mine named Fine Panic was playing in and he said he made it, to day two as well that was done remotely as well so i think a lot of the asian countries have just their own system which affects numbers in some of the apac like play pokemon events that that you know we know of and and we think of when we talk about play pokemon very true uh not all not everything is run through tpci the pokemon yes. company international some of them are run through tpc the pokemon company uh and some of those other qualifiers and things are going to run differently depending on who under the giant pokemon umbrella is running them and with that i think we are ready for our mailbag fish we have two pieces of mail today the first one is from zek Cahona who uh, is going to be talking about Master League, staying motivated, team building, lots of different topics in here. They say, hi, D- hi Dish and Fie. <laughs> Trying to swap the first letters of our name. I don't think it quite works phonetically, uh, but I applaud the effort. I am a level 39 player from the Netherlands. I like that PPP Corner is now a separate podcast. I listen to it since episode 182 and are listening to the older ones as well. I have some questions. Maybe you guys can help me. Here they come. I have a rank 3 Togekiss for Master League, but I also have 300 Togetic in my Pokemon storage. I would like to know if it's worth to go for the rank 1, or doesn't that matter? So in Master League, you generally you want the Hundo. So for Master League, the rank 3 is probably like a 98% Togekiss. Generally, a functional, what we call a functional hundo, a lot of times, like the 15, 15, 14, is going to get exactly the same wins as the rank one. So it depends on where you're missing that one stat. Is it from attack? Is it from defense? Is it from HP? But again, that's up to you. If for me, I would not want to put, if you're looking at open master league, and again, that's level 50 now. We don't have any classics. So if you are looking to level 50 that Togekiss, for me, I wouldn't want to do it for anything other than a hundo or something that behaves exactly like a hundo, a functional hundo. Because if I put all those resources in and then 
a month later I catch a hundo or I hatch a hundo togepi, I would be upset. Yeah. But that's me. That's me. Some people, they're like, yeah, like I've got a 96 or 98 Togekiss and it's still going to beat the things that it beats. Like a charm Togekiss, you're always going to beat Yveltal. There's nothing that Yveltal yeah. can do to beat a to- like to beat the Togekiss. Like charm is always going to do a lot of damage. Does that yep. does that make sense, Fish? Totally. And I completely agree. I always uh, try not to build anything unless I actually need it. Um, because once I've built it, then I'm really good. Like if I've built a rank 30 of something, I'm really never going to spend the resources building a 26, a rank 26 after that. So I would, yeah, encourage you to just look through what you've got to, oh, hang on. No, you've already built the rank three. I mean, it's worth taking a look. Like, if you've got a hundo in your storage, then you're probably not going to delete that, right? Um, I don't think, depending on what your Stardust situation is like, then it's probably better to just spend the Stardust on other stuff. But it's always worth a look. Yeah, it's a, I have the rank three for Master League, but I don't know if that means he built it. I have yeah, it. That's, yeah, uh, so if you have already built it, then... Yeah, I probably wouldn't try and build the rank one. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I'm looking later. I currently have max at max at my level. So max four level yeah, 39. Yeah, Togekiss rank three. So yeah, I would say build something else. And then if you find yourself later having all the things you want in Master League and you have this amazing arsenal of Pokemon and then you find yourself wanting to build a hundo, do it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not at that place. If you find yourself at that place, I applaud you, and you should do what you want with your Stardust. I have built second versions of a Pokemon if I've got one that's like several hundred ranks above. So like I was running a Jellicent in Great League for a long time that was ranked like 1500, and then eventually I built a rank 15. (laughs) Um, uh, And I also, I believe built a third jellison just so i could have one with different move sets and i didn't wouldn't have to keep um tming back and forth so that would be another potential reason why you'd build another pokemon with a similar rank but aside from that yeah no, no other reason that i can really think of the next his next question is i would like to b- participate more in pvp but i often find it boring after a few sets do you have any tips on how to stay motivated I can think of a couple fish. The first one would be participating in the Silf Arena because that offers a variety of different metas month to month that you can participate in. So if you're interested in joining the GoCast Patreon uh, Discord server, we hold monthly tournaments using a variety of restricted metas. Uh, We just talked about the Arcana meta. So that helps keep things interesting. To keep Go Battle League interesting, you could try switching up your teams a little bit more frequently. I personally find more success if I stick to the same team and just even if I have a bad day, just keep going, keep going, keep going. But you can certainly switch it up. There's a game that some content creators like to play called Copycat and you play a team until you lose and then you switch to the team that you lost to. So if Joe beats me, I'm going to use Joe's team until someone else beats me. Let's then... um. Jane beats me, then I'm going to use Jane's team. 
Um, highly recommended only if you have a very wide arsenal of Pokemon. Um, I did do the copycat challenge once uh, in an early season, so like early on in the season before anyone had hit rank 20. And I saw some wild stuff. <laughs> um, I almost got beaten by a team with Charmeleon on it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and this was on stream. So I was like, oh, please don't lose. Please don't lose. Please don't let everyone was like, lose, 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 lose. Um, I, I would also add that if you're not feeling motivated to play GPL, you don't have to like it's fine to take a break it's fine to like it's it's not like you're less of a battler if you get bored of it after a while like it's it's totally fine if if you only find enjoyment playing a couple of sets at a time exactly i could not agree more it's fine to take a break yeah and looks like your last bullet point says i want to play in master league more but as a level 39 player, it's hard to do much against the level 50s. I currently have Max at my level, an Excadrill, rank one, a Gyarados Max Buddy, rank one, a Kyogre. Ra- you have a Hondo Kyogre. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I want one. Um, I have so many shinies, but no Hondos. Uh, a Togekiss, rank three, a Dialga, rank nine, a Mewtwo, rank 24. Do you have any tips for a team or other Pokemon that will help with a better team if I can build that one in the future? So that I'm really sorry to hear about the uh, trying to compete in Master League because like that's that's a rough go and like there's there's really nothing we can say to help with that aspect of it. It's really just time. <laughs> like once you finally get to, I mean, well, uh, you can earn XLs from level thirty eight, right? Yeah, you can start earning them. Yeah, uh, so for sure. So just start grinding. And it'll take a while, but um, you'll, you'll get there eventually. So I would say Pokemon to keep your eye out for in raids or trades. Maybe you get a lucky trade that goes really well. Groudon is kind of amazing mm-hmm. with its new move of Precipice Blades along with Fire Punch. Both of those are legacy moves. So if you don't have them, they would require an elite TM. So two elite TMs. But it's very good. Other Pokemon that are very, very solid Master League picks, Lugia, using Dragon Tail, Sky Attack, and Aeroblast. Aeroblast, again, being a legacy move, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Also, a Pokemon that you can use in both Open Master League and Master League Premier, uh, and is just like versatile like that, would be Dragonite. Mm-hmm. I would say is a great Pokemon to keep your eye out for. Dratini is featured fairly often. So hopefully you would you might have like a Hundo Dratini or a 98, something that you would feel comfortable building. And Dragonite is really, really nice because you can use it in both Master League Open and Master League Premier and does well in both leagues. Dragonite actually quite likely to be the first Master League Pokemon I build because I do have the candy for it and I've got a Hundo uh, ready to go. Uh, I have heard quite a bit that Dialga and Zacian make a great core together. So if you manage to find a good Zacian, then you can put some resources into that. And I don't think you mentioned Ho-Oh. Did you mention Ho-Oh? I did not, but that is another great pick. With Incinerate, Brave Bird, and uh, Sacred Fire. 
Florida. I'm still, I'm just, Mammoth Swine just had its community day. Yes. That's a great pick. Uh, Mammoth Swine. So you might have gotten some XL candy there. Powder Snow Avalanche High Horsepower. Again, because it's not legendary, it can be flexible to fit in either league. And the other Pokemon that's flexible like that, Florges. We mm-hmm. we just had an event where Flabebe was featured. So that's another great Pokemon. There aren't that many fairy types up in Master League, but there are a lot of dragons and dark type Pokemon. So having a powerful fairy type uh, can be really powerful as well. So thank you to Zetkahona for that next Email is from Boz, and Boz also talks about Master League. They say, hi, DeFi and Fish. I've been listening to GoCast for some time now and love all the content you guys put out. I was really happy to see PvP Corner get its own standalone show within GoCast for deeper dives into how to better myself in the GBL. You guys have really helped me round out some good, great, and Ultra League teams. Prior to discovering this podcast, I relied heavily on Open Master League for any shot at hitting Ace or above, and it was difficult to climb ranks only playing when Master was open. So I really wanted to thank you for that. Now I can casually play the other modes to climb to level 20 while waiting on Master to open so I can further progress. Um, and I'm going to just stop there to say that re- thank you so much for for the kind words. We absolutely love hearing these uh these um good news stories like that we love seeing how our words are helping people to develop at this game it's really cool agreed all that being said i really want to get past the 21 slash 2200 rankings and i still think master league is the most fun way to play gbl could we show a little more love to master league it seems like when it's open, you guys do a deep dive on whatever cup slash mode is running in tandem, but don't give much attention to Master League itself. Even if it's just one episode a season to hear your takes on the meta, I think a lot of players could benefit from your insight. I agree. I think these two emails that we got, both talking about Master League, I think that's kind of functioning as, hey, let's talk about the Master League. <laughs> but I think it's hard because... I don't have the level 50 Pokemon to compete in mm. Master League because I don't do raids. And I know, Fish, you're very similar in that you don't do the raids to build these Pokemon. I have been saying that Master Premier has felt a lot more accessible lately because so many of these Pokemon, just like Mamoswine just had its Community Day Classic, so many of the Master Premier Pokemon feel a lot more accessible to even more casual players. So... Big fan of Master Premier, and I think we could do a little bit of a better job of touching base with Master League a little bit more often. So thanks for the call out on that. I've been trying uh, pretty hard to, I I hesitate when I say pretty hard because it's like, well, I mean, there are some people that like go out and grind every day and I'm, I'm not doing that. But like, I'm trying as hard as my circumstances will allow to be able to um compete in master league because i i really want to be able to be a person who can do that like uh, i would love to be able to just fill in in the master league spot in my factions team for a week if necessary like i i want to be able to do that until that point like DeFi said like not being able to play in it makes it pretty hard to comment on it it's like if i tried to you know uh analyze baseball (laughs) like i'm not (laughs) i'm not really involved in that 
area so i i don't have the expertise to be able to comment on it but yeah we are we are working towards it and i, I really want to be able to provide that uh, content for you yeah and we can definitely touch base on open master league and master premiere uh with a little bit more intentionality in the future Boz continues saying my current team setup opener mill metal or excadrill if i feel like a change up safe swap closer of mew running Flame Charge and Wild Charge, previously Flame Charge, Psyshock for Stab, but I've tried Wild Charge this season for Nukeability and really like it. And I like the word Nukeability. That's what nukeability. I like. <laughs> um, it's a very cromulent word. And Safe Swap slash Tank, Dragonite with Dragon Claw and Superpower, or Shadow Snorlax with Heavy Slam and Superpower. I like to believe this team has a little spice, and it's crazy fun to play. Mew is an absolute tank in the Master League and by far my favorite Pokemon to use. I would love to hear your thoughts on my setup and what you all may be running in the Master League if slash when you do. I have nothing but love for you guys. Sorry for the ridiculously long email and legend vibes to all. Sincerely, Boz. My Mew, Mew is a 73% Mew. It's 10, 12, 11. Uh, that is the Mew that I would run in Master League. Yeah, yeah. So that's my that my first Mew, my non-shiny. I would that would hurt me a little bit to power that up that far, but I could do it. My shiny is my Great League Mew. So it's hard because yeah. you only have two. Yeah. So you have to decide how you're gonna use it. It's great because like Shadow Mewtwo, you've like we've gotten like three opportunities for that now. So you can build one for Great League, Ultra League, and Master League. But Mew, you've only got two, so you've got to make choices, Defi. You do. Uh, so I could build up because early on before PVP really or before I was into it very much, I did power up my Mew. So for a long time, I didn't have Mew as an option because right. I put candy into it just because I did mm -hmm. for no particular reason. <laughs> so I have this level 38 Mew now. Uh, so I could at some point <laughs> if I have the XL candy, if I just best buddy it and well, bring I mean, it to 50. You're never gonna have the XL candy. You've gotta, you gotta use rare XL candy on that. True. So that'll that would take some time. But I think I definitely think Mew in the Master League is very spicy. I know. Uh, just to talk because you said we should talk a little bit more. I know Zacian is incredibly popular in the Master League, especially as like a swap or a closer, because it has Snarl, Close Combat, and Play Rough. A lot of teams, there's a lot of Steel, uh, Metagross, Excadrill that you'll be looking out for. Uh, I'm taking a look on PB Poke, the most popular Master League teams. And uh, last updated was a while ago, back in February, but I still think it gives a good idea of, in general, what the meta might be like. I'm seeing Palkia being a top team. Palkia, yeah, Metagross, yeah. Zashan. Palkia underrated, I feel. Yeah, Dragon Tail is a powerful move. Like, Stab Dragon Tail? Mm. That's something. Zarude, I don't think I would ever be able to run an Open Master. That would be that would be tough. Vine Whip. Zarude. Because, again, mm. you only have the one. You only have the one. So, I think Metagross is definitely a, a Pokemon that we didn't mention earlier for Master yeah. League. If, if I were to run Master League, Metagross is a Pokemon I would certain most certainly use. Yep. Because I do have my Hundo Best Buddy. Dialga, again, fantastic choice. We joke, like, Master League is Dialga lead. But I think 
there are some Pokemon coming that kind of challenge that. Or some Pokemon out there that do challenge Dialga. I would love to build a Lugia. <laughs> I would love to build a Lugia. I love Lugia. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, kind of like Pidgeot, where it's like, it's recommended moveset is all flying, but like it, it still gets the job done. Like it can still take, uh, Aeroblast takes out a very large chunk out of even steel Pokemon. I have 65 Lugia XL candy. Yep. Get walking. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, so I specifically will not spend rare XL candy on anything other than a legendary because the legendaries take, uh, for a start, they're so hard to get the XLs for. Uh, but secondly, to walk it and get the XLs, it's 20 kilometers per candy. So, like, that, I feel like that is absolutely where i've got to spend my rare xl candy resources agreed i spent some on a lick tongue and i regret it but i needed it for naic like i had a deadline fish i had a deadline for that <laughs> lick tongue yeah there was a tournament day and it wasn't built so i had to but that's the only it was only a little bit it was for one level on a lick tongue yeah so it wasn't all that much and i haven't spent any since that's fair enough um yeah just a just a few cheeky little excels here and there just make it up with a couple of raids you're fine um i'm I'm also looking at uh mew versus the master league meta this is this seems like a pokemon that would be very interesting because like a lot of those this is with flame charge wild charge like a lot of these pokemon that you can hit for super effective damage it's really not comfortable so like lugia you beat with a rating of 582, where 500 is a draw. Anything above that is a win up to 1,000. Um, and then anything below that is a loss. So 582 for Lugia. Also 582 for Mamoswine. You're beating Kyogre with a rating of 537. Um, so they're like... And, and I'm not saying that's not like necessarily a negative against Mew. I'm just saying like it would make for very interesting battles because you've got to... Uh, you've got to be very aware of your HP, your energy, your shields when facing certain team compositions. Yeah, definitely. Again, a spicy pick. I'm I'm not sure if that would be a Pokemon I would build. Again, looking at Master League, specifically at Open, because um, that seems to be the league that, Boz, you are running. I just cannot imagine myself <laughs> building a Mew. Like, I could see... There's really not any legendaries that I could build. I, w- I would want to build a Lugia. I would want to build... That would be the main one. A Melmetal? Yeah, I have yeah. a Melmetal. So I could do that in yeah. terms of legendaries. Lugia's the one I want but can't have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that Pokemon. I think it's time to move on. It's time for our shameless plugs. I want to give a shout out to some people who have made achievements in the Pallet Town PvP server, which is a community I run, and the GoCast server. There's a there's a fair few this week for Pallet Town. So we have Maxitron, who's finished their GBL research. APX270 has hit level 43. Uberdrash, JW11F3, and Immy Tiger Flash have all hit veteran. Dad hit rival and Taco Dog 8 
hit a new personal best of 24.07 in GBL. In the GoCast server, Jay Engineer posted that their team is leading in Faction's Emerald tier and that uh, he himself is like third in the in the individual player rankings for that league. Also, for a shout-out, I'm going to shout-out myself. I've been streaming a little bit lately. Also, I'm going to put in the show notes, I'm going to put, put a reminder for myself to do that, uh, would be that I am doing a fundraiser for the month of May for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. They do something called St. Jude Play Live as their big fundraiser for the month of May, and I am participating. So I have a Tiltify link that I can put in the show notes. I set originally set a goal of $500 for the month of May to fundraise, and that proved to be not a big enough goal. So I've I have extended my goal to $1000 for the month of May and I will put that link in the show notes if you are feeling generous then I would encourage you to donate. This is a very very good cause, a great organization. We also have one thing to plug. So um my my community that I run the Pelotown PVP, we have a a program well, we, we've had a program called The Ring, which was a kind of King of the Ring style carryover champion format. Uh, two people would play a best of seven series with blind battles, and they could only use each Pokemon once. So uh, say if you use Swampert in battle one, you're not allowed to use Swampert again for the rest of the series. The winner would stay on and take on a new challenger next week. Now, fantastic format. And every everyone who's kind of gotten involved with the competition has been like this is so fun when am i when am i getting another shot uh but i haven't been able to run it for a little while because just uh just so busy doing other stuff so uh it is being taken over by two members of the community their names are zt smith and three floyds and i'm super super excited about them actually the first uh episode i believe is going to air today um, as we speak as of this recording um and so they have asked myself and DeFi to appear as two challenges on the next episode so i believe that will be may the 10th is that right DeFi? i believe so a week from today's recording so may 10th so that will be on the Palatown Twitch and YouTube channels. You'll get to see DeFi and I take each other on in a non-championship bout. So this is this is not for the belt. Um, uh, it's just an exhibition match. You'll get to see us take each other on in the this best of seven blind battle series. Come check it out. It's uh, 9 p.m. Eastern US time on Wednesday the 10th. Looking forward to it. We love hearing your feedback, everyone. If you have questions or suggestions for Fisher for myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to gocastpodcast PO box. You can take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address. In the show description, you can also click on more fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And with that, we'll chat next week. <laughs>